The Velvet Hammer, an inside look at trial lawyer life with Karen Kohler. Real life stories about fighting the good fight. I learned how to do focus groups, oh my gosh, in 1990. What is that? 30 years ago from Tom Chambers. And we did it a little different than we do it now, but he would play the plaintiff lawyer and I would play the defense lawyer. He had a courtroom uh, in his big office to reuse it as a courtroom and the uh, jurors would come in and we would record them. And we would do a presentation and then they would deliberate. And one thing I noticed is they always wanted to talk about the lawyers first and then kind of get around to talking about the case. Um, did that for quite a while, that style eventually evolving to where now we do a neutral statement, kind of slanted more towards the defense, and one lawyer presents, and I'm always, almost always the moderator. I haven't presented to a focus group as a lawyer in, wow, maybe 20 years, certainly over 10 years, um, because I act as a moderator when we do focus groups, mainly because I don't look like a lawyer, I don't talk like a lawyer, and I don't act like a lawyer. And even if they figure out I'm a lawyer, they don't care. So Zoom is a little different. <clears throat> and we were doing the Zoom uh, for this case that we're um, preparing for. We've done about six, six different focus groups and the last uh, session was by Zoom, and we did two of them. And uh, something happened in the Zoom session <laughs> that I still can't get out of my mind. So I want to talk about it because I also want to help other people that may be in a similar situation to prevent this from happening again. Zoom is cool. Uh, honestly, sometimes it, it drives me a little bit batty because these meetings that we do, and I have a lot of meetings because I work on cases that have teams of lawyers, they, they take up a lot of time. At the same time, I've never communicated so well on cases before as now with Zoom. And we have firm meeting and we have attorney meeting every week to keep in touch. So awesome. Well, with the jury focus group by Zoom, it's also awesome Instead of coming to our office, we do have free parking. We don't normally give donuts or pizza, so people never complain, and it's kind of fun. And, and there still is more energy and better discussion, I think, in an in-person Zoom because people don't have to wait, um, and uh, they can jump in more, and it's more engaging. But Zoom has its benefits. Number one, got, got a great response rate of people that want to participate. In fact, we have to go in there and screen people and not allow them to participate uh, more because they like it so much. It's, it's fun. It's interesting. It's uh, exciting and, and they can do it from their own home. Uh, and the other positive thing is they can't really get into fights with each other, talk over each other. And, and uh, if anybody's being bad, I could just mute them. Whereas before in, in, in-person focus groups, there has been one time for sure uh, where I had to remove someone and then one other time where it was darn near close, but I ended up not having to remove that person. So it can get sometimes, you know, heated because people can be really set on their position and 
become polarized, just like the world and want to fight, uh, fight with words or kind of muscle their way into trying to uh, intimidate other people. But that's really the rare case. Normally people that are in focus groups are wonderful uh, in sharing and, and allowing each other to be heard. So the focus groups that we did were great. They were just what we expected. People were very uh, engaged, more engaged than you would think, uh, because it seems like an artificial situation, but they're, hey, think about it. People are stuck at home. It's COVID and they're tired of watching TV or playing video games or just being alone. So it's super fun. They're getting to meet people from around the county and they get to talk about a really interesting kind of horrifying case. So we're going through the Zoom and it's, uh, I do them in panels of, I, I really don't like them more than between six or seven people, especially on Zoom, but in general, I like them about that small. So there's about seven people, I think, in this session. First session actually had gone, this is the first session. And uh, Ray was presenting, so he did the presentation and then I have to read the jury instructions, which I read very, very fast. I read it like a speed reader, but that's what the judge does. So I read them. And then we went to go take a break. Now, here is where things get a little <clears throat> hairy. We're taking the break. Um, and I tell everybody we're going to take a 10 minute break. These uh, we're doing two in a day. So they're only three, three and a half uh, hours long each. So it's time for break. So everybody gets up and goes and takes their break. I don't have to go anywhere. I just stand up and I'm stretching. I'm actually in the office sitting on my ball as usual. So I do my backward stretches and roll around on my ball. Um, and I think Nala, Nala didn't even have to go to the bathroom yet. Cause it's, you know, still morning and, and, uh, she didn't have to go yet. So, sitting there just kind of stretching and waiting. We're taking a 10, 15 minute break. And all of a sudden I say something like white out of the corner of my eyes. And I look over at the screen and then I see it again. It's like white fluttering. And I'm, I look, cause you know, I'm just stretching, mind my own business, uh, rolling my neck around, getting ready to get into deliberations. And I see the white again. And I look closer and I realize that one of the jurors, when they went to go take a break, well, they're, everyone's at home, right? So they were in their apartment, which was relatively small, unless uh, at least the room was small. And they had probably, when they got up, accidentally kind of hit their computer monitor or camera with their elbow. Maybe it was a laptop, I'm assuming. I've done that. You're sitting, you get up, and you kind of, <laughs> kind of, maybe you know what's coming. You turn uh, the computer accidentally a little bit with your elbow, which, of course, has a camera going. The juror had pointed their computer directly through the open door of either the living room or bedroom or kitchen, wherever they were sitting, directly into their bathroom. That's right. Dear people, it was into the bathroom. The white that I saw was because he had not closed the bathroom door. 
and was pulling, honestly, reams of toilet paper. I didn't know that you could, I don't know that you can flush that much toilet paper down a toilet. Like I'm always careful when I go, I mean, this is TMI, but I don't, aren't you supposed to like be careful that you don't clog your toilet with too much toilet paper? And plus, aren't you trying to conserve on it, especially in a COVID pandemic when people have made a run on toilet paper and it's really hard to even get by in the stores. Anyway, he's done, he does another time. And as I'm watching the toilet paper, I'm also, my mind is also registering that he's sitting on the toilet. He's taking a poopy during the break of the zoom with the camera focused on himself, taking the poopy at that point. You kind of understand what delayed reactions are when you can't look away right away. Like I should have been able to immediately have my brain figure out what that was and turn away. But no, I'm standing there with my mouth hanging open, looking intently with my head slightly cocked to the side, realizing that he's taking a poopy on the zoom because he didn't close the door. He moved the camera. So it's facing right into his toilet. Finally, I reckon I, I realize. Oh my God, I'm watching him take a poop. And I um, turn around and start laughing. I laugh so hard. I'm like falling over my ball. Nala's looking at me like, what is up? And I'm thinking, oh my God, no, no. Who else saw that? Who else was sitting there at their computers? And I have to say there was at least half of the computers screens showed that the people were still there watching the juror take the poop in the Zoom. I turn around eventually and he was no longer in the viewpoint. So maybe he got to get water or something. I was so relieved. The sound was off. So I never had to hear any of that. And all I could do was try to keep my face calm and not amused because I know that other people watched that juror poop in the zoom. All right, we finished the focus group. I tried to put it out of my head. I really did. I really tried to put it out of my head. I didn't tell anybody about it. I was scared. Um, I was scared because I didn't know what to say. And I didn't want to tell anyone when we had to take another break the second time. I didn't want to tell people like, uh, keep your doors closed so that we can't see you go to the bathroom. Like, Everyone would have started cracking up that saw it, or maybe he would have thought, uh-oh, did they see me go to the bathroom? So I couldn't say, don't go to the bathroom in the Zoom. Instead, I had to worry that I was going to have to see that again. <laughs> so I had a little bit of poopy PTSD waiting and hoping that no one else would do that, which they didn't. Same for the second session. They did not poop in the Zoom. However... This is a forewarning tale for all of us who do Zoom. In the future, remind people when you are taking a break to put your camera on pause. So, you know, you hit the little button with the slash through it. Put your sound on pause so we can't see you or hear you during the break. I know this is two steps and it may seem like a lot of hassle and a lot of work, but I promise you, if you use those techniques, again, 
you hit the microphone button off and you hit the video button off. If you just do those two things, we will not have to watch you poop in the Zoom. Over and out.